0: Hey everybody, it's Nerby from com. I am Nerby on Twitter, I am Nerby That's like, that's my handles I am Nerby, not just Nerby In case people are like, I don't see Nerby anywhere It's I am Nerby, I am Nerby Okay, Twitter and Instagram Yeah, and Nerby do on Twitch And it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy It's episode 12 As we're running through these And they're getting better and better, baby, these episodes Yeah, man, man. And uh, the new season or the other news the new series of uh Bayside or not s- Say by the Bell has uh, recently started I don't know if it's up on Netflix or where it is I don't know I'm not gonna watch them I see a lot of people s- complaining about them saying they suck the original was better but people need to realize man this was made for a different generation man this new say by the Bell it wasn't made for me okay I mean it's not saying I can't watch as a Gen Xer, but it was made for a whole new generation of people. For crying out loud, just like the Star Wars movies, people being like, "Oh, the prequel trilogy sucked, man." The friggin' the friggin' the friggin' seven, eight, nine sucked too. They're for a different audience, man. Bloody hell, people, it's not always about us. It's about other clowns. Anyway, today we're gonna check out base Saved by the Bell base Saved by the Bell season two episodes six and seven. Starting with episode 6, entitled Rent-A-Pop. <laughs> this was a funny one. <laughs> Air date October 20th, 1990. And we start at the max, where Zack shows up. And he tells us that everybody's excited about the class ski trip, but they don't have any money. And if Zack doesn't come up with something quick, he'll have to sell this to his uh, parents' house again. Zack joins Slater, Jesse, Lisa, and Kelly at a table. Slater mocks Zach's legs by calling them ski poles. (laughs) He's like, Zach showed up and Slater was just, he was just said to us, oh, I see you're ready for uh, skiing. Oh no, those are your legs. (laughs) Ah, Screw you dimples. Anyway, Lisa asks Max, or asks a Max worker for a waiter, and it's no longer Max running the Max, that uh, the magician dude, which uh, uh, he was hit or miss for me, mostly miss. He, He was nothing special for me anyway. (sighs) <sighs> but uh, he's no longer running the place But a new guy named James uh, uh, This is this, this waiter dude And he's an actor Don't know if he's running the place He didn't. I don't think he necessarily said he's the new owner I mean First of all this guy is actually funny Whereas the original Max As far as I'm concerned wasn't He was a magician He was great at his magic tricks But no you don't put a, a magician in the role of a comedian Or a comedic role Come on man because then the, the, com- the comedy doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But uh, this is the only episode we see this James guy in from what I remember. So, I don't know. Anyway, the group wonders how they're going to get the money for the ski trip. And Slater suggests getting lonely girls to pay 25 cents to watch him flex his muscles. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, you think with the friggin' body that Slater had back in the day and probably still does now. I mean, the dude looks like he's hardly aged. You'd think he would charge more than 25 cents, but I don't know. I mean, Zack then comes up with the idea to have a carnival to raise the money when Screech arrives with the idea to sell his body to science. <laughs> we then go to Bayside where the group pitches the carnival idea to Belding and he agrees to let them do it. All but Zack then leaves as Belding asks him to stay behind. Belding asks Zack if he knows what the letters F, F, D, and C mean. And Zack replies, fine feathered dogs and cats. Belding tells Zach that those are his grades in science, English, math, and history. And Zach is surprised that he's doing that well in math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Belding tells Zach that he's flunking and it's about time he met Zach's father. And there's always been Zach's mother who sees Belding. And she has her own parking space now. <laughs> Belding tells Zach that if he doesn't see his father at 10 o'clock the next morning, Zach will not be going on the ski trip. We then go to Zach's bedroom where his dad enters, and he's on uh, one of those classic 90s brick cell phones. And uh, people laugh at that now, but you just watch, man. 20, 30 years from now, people will be laughing at the technology that we have now, all right? I mean, you see those um, virtual 3D helmets like the Oculus, those Oculus things? I have one of those. Not an Oculus. I have, uh, I forget. The, yeah, I know what am I. Yes, it is. I have an Oculus Go. And it's this big thing and uh, give it a couple years, man, they're just going to make those things even smaller. So 30 years from now, people are going to look at the Oculus Go that I currently have and just laugh their asses off at how big it is. So these brick phones, man, make fun of them. But I mean, the very first computer had to, was so big, it had to be put in one big room. So progress, everybody. Don't make fun of it, man. Progress. Anyway, Zach's dad is on his brick making a business deal with a client. Zack tries to talk to his dad, but his dad gets another quick phone call. After the call, Zack tells his dad that he has a friend who's been getting bad grades and he really wants to go on the school ski trip and promises his parents to work really hard when he gets back. Zack asks his dad if he would give that if he, that if he was that kid's dad, would he let the kid go? And Zack's dad says no, as school comes first. Exactly. Not that I'm a parent, but I agree with that. Education is important. At least high school. College and university, there's a lot of nonsense out there that just take your money and don't offer anything in the future. So, just saying. Zach gets bummed and he's about to come clean to his dad, saying, revealing that he's the one who's getting the bad, bad grades. But his dad's brick rings again. And Zach is getting frustrated. Zack's dad then tells him that if he were the kid's father, he'd ground him for life. And leaves on his big brick phone. Zack then imagines being grounded for life via a daydream sequence.
1: Hello? Hey,
2: uh, who's here? Oh, Ferner, Jessie? we've come to visit you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been grounded for seventy-five years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, I'll call you back. I've got company. Well, Mr. Lunsack, we all have kids. Our kids have kids, and their kids have kids, and their kids have zits. Whoa! Is <laughs> it you, you, Screech? I, know, I remember Screech cute little fella. Whatever happened to him? Let's go to the concert! Yeah, our favorite group's performing. Yeah, the old men on the block. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, bye, Preppy. Come along, dear, come along.
2: Uh, dear, you and Slater?
1: Well, you haven't been around for 75 years, Zach. After 60, I got frisky! Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: I love it 75 years <laughs> and the old man on the block, which was of course a, uh, th- this episode was back when new kids on the block was huge. And, uh, I was a closet fan. I'm still a fan to this day, but even back then I was a closet fan because if you're, you were a teenage boy back in 1990 and you liked new kids on the block. You did not admit it. So I dug them from the beginning. And I've since gone to five of their reunion shows since 2008. And I was actually at their reunion kickoff show in Toronto in September of uh, 2008. And went to the show the very next night. That's right. And a couple years later, I even sat third row. When they performed a couple shows at uh, Casino Rama in Aurelia, Ontario. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. And, oh, the great thing about being a man going to a boy band concert? The bathrooms are virtually empty for real even though one of the new kids on a block shows a woman couldn't hold it because the lineups at the women's bathrooms after the show were just like they may have well stretched for miles so one of the women she just couldn't hold it and basically i guess said screw it as myself and maybe two other dudes were in the men's room just you know doing men's room stuff and in comes this woman and she says basically said don't mind me i really have to go and we were fine with it so she went to one of the poopers and did her business so yeah those concerts were awesome, man. <sighs> anyway after the dream sequence, Zack leaves out of his out the he leaves out of his bedroom window and meets up with Screech at the max. Zack asks Screech for advice on what to tell Belding when his dad doesn't show up, and Screech suggests telling Belding that Zack has two moms. <laughs> uh, because Screech is awesome. <laughs> James then arrives to take their orders. And he does so in various accents, and Screech is impressed. James says that he's rehearsing for his acting class, and then he notices that Zack seems bummed, and he asks Zack if something's wrong. Zack says no, and Screech chimes in that Zack may not be able to go on the ski trip, and that would be sadder than the ending of E.T. <laughs> oh, E.T., classic movie. Yeah. You watch the, 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 the segue, I like segways. I have uh, ET Blu-ray and have a, has a bunch of special features like the making of ET. For those who didn't know, did you know that ET was made was shot in sequence? Like usually when they film movies nowadays, you, they could start on the very first day of filming with uh, a scene that takes place in the middle of the movie and stuff. That kind of stuff because of location and all that stuff. ET was filmed in in order, so from beginning to end. So. There's footage of it on the making of uh, documentaries on the Blu-ray. So, at the point, you know, spoiler alert, at the point when E.T. is like near death, little Drew Barrymore is actually in tears. She is just crying for this this little puppet because she got so attached to it from beginning to end. That's a great movie. should movie buddy that. Serialgraves.com for episodes of Movie Buddy, man. You want to watch a movie with a buddy but don't want to invite people over to your disgusting dirty house? Movie Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, James tells Zach that if he were his son, he'd let him go skiing. Zach replies, you would? And then we cut to Belding's office. Zach enters and introduces Belding to his dad. And in walks James and introduces himself as Derek Morris. And we go to commercial.
1: You, mate? Come on, you guys. Only a little. <laughs> a hungry diet.
0: Hungry for a big
1: honey dash. <laughs> big thing. Honeycomb, big thing.
0: after the break the meeting continues
1: nice to meet you mr morris i'm on a very tight schedule mr belden uh, birding so if we could uh, just get on with this sure
3: Hello. mr morris your son's grades are down I feel that two weeks' extra help after school would be beneficial. Two weeks? I don't agree with that. Good one, Dad. Two months is more like it. I'm
1: going to get Zach the toughest tutor money can buy. And I'm going to make him study an extra six
3: hours every night. And no ski trips. I think you're overreacting
2: and overacting well
3: this is just high school it's not like well he's ever going to remember most of this stuff when he gets out of here i mean who cares about the isosceles triangle anyway i can't i care
1: now i see why zach turned out like this father i failed you oh zach you're not so bad oh yes he is no he's not no yes he is no he's not no really he is Uh, zach is a decent kid Good. Almost. Almost. So a don't ease up on it, Mr. Morris? You're a compassionate man, Mr. B. Uh, Zach was right about you, why he was going on and on. Oh, Dad. <laughs> you're embarrassing me. Well, hmm. Maybe you're right, Mr. Belding. I'll let you go on that ski trip after all, if it's all right with you. Sure. Oh,
2: Dad. Mr. Building. I love you guys.
0: Seriously, James was great, this dude. But as I said, I'm pretty sure this was his only appearance. And uh, we then eventually get a guy who runs the max and he he ends up moving in on Kelly. So, Boo! yeah, screw that dude and his freaking uh, soap opera face and hair. Forget his name, but we're going to get to him. And he's going to receive a lot of these, baby. Boo! Yeah, anyway, we then go to the carnival being set up and Slater is almost done putting together a dunk tank when Jessie grabs a couple of softballs and she's very tempted to toss one. Slater tells Jessie not to try anything and then he tells her that, you know, since she's a girl she couldn't hit the target anyway. (laughs) Jesse gets ticked off and throws a ball, which misses. Slater tells Jessie that she throws just like a girl. And she should just hire a man to throw the balls. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> How did the girls in the audience go crazy for this guy? <laughs> uh, Jesse throws that. Well, maybe it's true. You, know, they, you have a lot of dudes, a lot of lonely dudes on the internet who say, women only go for the assholes. Maybe it's true. <laughs> Jesse throws the second ball and hits the target, sending Slater into, into the water as the girls in the live studio audience just bust a nut in their undies when slater stands up and is he's just all wet because he's wearing a tank top because that's what slater does so i mean Mario lopez knew this scene was coming so he was probably like hmm i'm gonna wear a tank top in this scene <laughs> yeah this is for you slater yeah anyway the the girls in the audience busted a nut as usual anyway zach arrives and tells screech that everything went great with the meeting between Belding and his fake dad Belding then arrives and tells Zach that he wrote a letter to his dad, asking to see him again, and Zach panics. Belding tells Zach that he's going to ask his fake dad to chaperone the ski trip, and he thinks it'll be good for him, and he leaves. We then go back to Bayside, where Zach and his real dad walk in to have a meeting with finger-quote Mr. Belding.
2: Mr. Belding, this is my father. Derek Morris. Is Zach in trouble? Trouble? Zach?
1: I don't believe I've ever heard those two words used in the same sentence before.
2: Mr. Belding, you're too kind. That's a nice tie.
1: Silk? (laughs) Now.
3: Wait! Not now, Screech. I'm waiting for an appointment. Mr. Balding, come quick! Someone poisoned the chess team. It's a sick world.
1: <laughs> Mr. Morris, I wanted to speak to you about your son Zachariah. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no problem, I hope. Problem, Zach? <laughs> Why? Zach is the most improved student we have at Bayside. Just look at these grades. A, 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 Worked hard for you, Dad. Well, you're just a computer chip off the old block, aren't you, Zach? <laughs> I think you should reward the boy, perhaps by him a car.
2: <laughs> a Ferrari. Sorry, no Ferrari. No harm in trying. Well, come on, Dad. Mr. Belding has many important things to do. Oh, I bet I do him. Uh, Wait a second. Is this? Is that an XR seven thousand? Why, yes, I guess. Yes, it is. You know, I sell these things. (laughs) What kind of lease do you have on this, Mr. Belding? I don't know. (laughs) Stall, stall.
0: Ah, uh, yes, love it again. This James dude was awesome. It's too bad they couldn't keep him in. But then again, maybe I'm maybe maybe, eh, maybe he does appear. But uh, you know, spoiler alert: the next episode we're gonna check out after this episode, there is no James. They go to the Max, but there's no James. There's no Max. There's just Max. This the 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 physical uh 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 place. Yeah, but James was awesome. And then we went to commercial break. <laughs>
2: On some Atari Lynx games, you can link up four players, but there's only ever one winner. Atari Lynx, the portable video arcade.
1: The Atari Lynx
0: sound quality is so good, it makes every game seem more realistic. Atari Lynx, the portable video arcade. After the break, Screech and Belding arrive in the boys' washroom, where a bunch of nerds from the school chess team appear to be sick. Screech tells Belding that Valley spiked the chess team's Oval Team. Belding tries to head out to get the nurse, and Screech tries to stop him. And in doing so, Screech's walkie-talkie falls onto the ground. Belding then realizes something is up, as he was supposed to be having a meeting with Zack's dad right now. He tells the nerds that he'll deal with them later. When one of the nerds correct Belding and tell him that they're not nerds, they're chess jocks. Uh, (laughs) Alright, that is good, I'll I'll give him that. (laughs) Belding quickly leaves and radios to Zach, sorry, screech radios to Zach that Belding is heading to the office. Zach's dad, the real dad, tells fake Belding that he can get him a better deal on new computers for the school as Zach rushes his dad out the door before Belding arrives. The real Belding. We then do a twirly wipe as Belding, the real Belding, arrives in his office. And the real Belding is sure that he's caught Zack in the act, but James has switched into Zack's fake dad just in time. We then go to the carnival, which is underway. And Jesse Buskers slash promotes for Slater, who's posing as the strongest man on earth (laughs) and challenges people to arm wrestling contests. One kid pays the fee and quickly Slater just beats him as the girls in the live audience bust another nut in their undies. Jesse's upset with Slater for winning so easily and tells him to let the opponents think they're winning before he beats them or else people won't pay to play. Slater reluctantly agrees, and the next up is a skinny chest jock who cuts a little promo on Slater before they begin, basically to say, I'm going to kick your dimple ass. The match begins and Slater pretends to try... But then Jesse pushes Slater's arm back, giving the chess jock the win. Slater is upset until Jesse makes Slater realize that there are now more chess jocks waiting to arm wrestle Slater for money. And Slater is now all good with it. So, exactly, man. Just, just lie. Get some cash, man. Yeah. We then go over to the kissing booth. Booth. Where Lisa is selling kisses on the cheek for a dollar. Now... This was, I've never actually seen a kissing booth. I'm sure they don't exist now. Now, except for maybe county fairs in, uh, you know, hillbilly towns. But, I mean, they obviously must have existed at one point. I can't imagine that. But, I mean, I mean me, me personally, if, if a bunch of, you know, people wanted to come up and give me a kiss on the cheek for a dollar, I'd, I'd let them do it. You know, I'll, I'll take, there's nothing wrong with that. Making money for, I mean, if dudes want to do it, you know, nothing on the lips for the dudes or the females, just yeah, little cheek peck and give me money. There we go. <sighs> anyway, one guy gets a kiss from Lisa and she sends him off. Then a couple of j- uh chest jocks head to the D line and Lisa spots them. And she then quickly raises the price for a kiss from $1 to $1000. <laughs> Come on, Lisa. It's just a kiss on the cheek, man. It's it's a dollar. Money, ski trip. Come on, man. Don't be such a... uh One of those people. Anyway, we then go to Zach, who is hosting a guessing game where people have to guess which glass out of, of three has a ball inside after Zach shuffles them around. You know that game. There's three cups and then under one of the cups has a ball and he's shuffle them around. You say, which one is it in? He's hosting that. Zack convinces the guy to pay $10 to guess, and the guy guesses it right, which Zack doesn't appear to like. But then a bunch of kids show up flashing their cash, so come on, Zack, let them win. Give them a little stuffed animal, and you get money. Come on, like, come on, learn! Anyway, it's now time for the dunk tag with Mr. Belding as the dunk E. Zack tells us everything is great, as now he's going skiing, and Belding and his dad are none the wiser. When Zach's real dad shows up. (laughs) And Zach's real dad is there to close the computer deal. When Slater offers him a ball to toss at Belding. And Zach's dad accepts. As Zach is panicking. Zach's dad, the real dad. Throws a couple of balls and misses. Belding then mocks Zach's real dad. Claiming that he went to a girls college. (sighs) Zach's dad throws a third ball and hits the target. Dunking Belding. Belding, you know, Belding did not get any busted nuts in, for his dunk, so maybe it's true that the, the ladies just like the buttholes. Anyway, <laughs> Belding gets out of the water as Zach is trying to rush his dad away, and Belding asks, Zach, D- Zad, Zach's, uh, so, asks Zach's dad what his name is, and as uh, Zach's dad is about to answer, Zach presses the target button, sending uh, Belding into the water again. Belling gets ticked and tells Zach that he's calling his dad. And Zach's real dad says that he's right here. Belling says that no, he's not Zach's father. He knows who Zach's father is. And that's when Zach's real dad and Belling then realize that they were duped. As Zach's claim, Zach claims that there was a misunderstanding. We then go back to Zach's bedroom when his dad enters.
2: Ski trip is off. Why couldn't you just be straight with me? Why can not you just tell me you were having trouble in school? Dad, I tried to tell you, but you're not that easy to talk to. You used to tell me everything. What happened to us? Excuse me, son. That's what's happened to us. Uh, yeah. Charlie, could you uh, call me back in a few minutes? Yeah, right. See, that's the problem. You're always on that stupid phone. This is business. This is important. Is it more important than your family? There's nothing more important to me than you and your mother. You know that, Zach just a minute yeah uh yeah Charlie listen uh, tell him that uh, no I'll meet him anywhere he wants no it doesn't matter to me oh, I'll make time for him yeah thanks a lot mm. Derek Morris dad Zach is this the only way I can get through to you no son son when was the last time we sat down and had a long talk i think when i skinned my knee stealing home in little league oh (laughs) that umpire was blind as a bed you were safe by miles Uh, hey i can't believe you remember that (laughs) oh yeah i remember that what about that that uh the big fishing trip we took huh? oh, where yeah. you uh, you fell right in the lake You're... I didn't fall in I, I jumped in after my retainer fell out <laughs> yeah, somewhere there's a catfish swimming around with perfect teeth too. Right? <laughs> son I have to take this I, it won't be a second I promise you yeah try oh that's terrific Oh, yeah, sure. If I, if I meet him in San Francisco this weekend, I'm, a, I'm assured of the deal. That's great. You tell him. Charlie, you tell him. Uh, I can't make it this weekend. I'm taking my son fishing. Yeah. And you will remember to bring your books, won't you? Oh, dad. Oh, oh.
0: Well said, Zach. Very, very good talk. Just like in they say in the vacation movies between Clark Griswold and his and Rusty Griswold. Good talk, son. But yeah, well done. Well said, Zach. And uh, and kudos to him for having the uh, Bangles poster on his wall because uh, the the Bangles were just awesome. I mean, not just their mainstream stuff like Eternal Flame and Walk Like an Egyptian, but their early stuff like uh, I Want You. They have a song called I Want You. It's awesome. Could you go check on YouTube? They, there's a uh, clips of them performing live and they perform I want you in Pittsburgh in 1986 and they they just rock it it's just awesome man you gotta love those rocker ladies anyway that was the end of that episode a great episode it's unfortunate that we don't see James again as far as I know but still a good episode ah Zach up to his old craziness. Uh, But it doesn't end there, as we now move on to Season 2, Episode 7 of Saved by the Bell. This one entitled, this was a good one, (laughs) Miss Bayside, air date October 27th, 1990. And we start in the Bayside Auditorium, where Zach announces that 95% of Bayside students prefer two days of school and a five-day weekend. Zach then gives the results of the principal popularity poll, as Belding confidently address, adjusts his suit, ready for the results. Zach has a graph which shows a line ascending upwards, you know, one of those j- j- jaggedy lines, you know, you, they go up and then down a little and up a lot, and, you know, one of those. He has one of those graphs and it's shooting upwards until he realizes that the chart is positioned wrong and he readjusts it to make the line go downward. <laughs> Jesse then takes to the podium and she introduces Mr. Belding, as only one student applauses for like a sec- A second? Because <laughs> the other students are just- They look at this dude as like, Whoa, Dude, why are you applauding this guy? Look at the graph. <laughs> Belding takes to the podium and readjusts Zach's graph to make the popularity line go upwards again. Because Belding's awesome. Belding then announces that two weeks from tonight, Bayside will be holding the annual Miss Bayside pageant. As all the students cheer. And Zack and Slater lead a small swimsuit, swimsuit chant. I don't even, do they even have beauty pageants anymore? I heard that they canceled them because everybody's all offended by everything these days. I'm not, so sorry, not sorry. I never watched any of those things because, I don't know. I mean, especially why watch them now? Is Google women in swimsuits and, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Anyway. Kelly says that the winner of the pageant will go on to represent Bayside in the Miss High School California pageant. Jessie, surprise, surprise, takes offense to holding a beauty pageant, even though they've apparently done one annually. And she calls it a stupid waste of time. And Slater shouts out that it's not a waste of time if you're in a teeny bikini. Yeah. (laughs) We then go to the max where Jessie, shockingly, is still not happy. Because a woman ran for vice president and sits on the Supreme Court. So why the hell are they doing beauty pageants? Uh, well, it was 2020, come far, man. Well, as of this recording, it's not totally official yet, but come on, man. I'm not taking one side or the other, but come on. I work in the media. The media doesn't care who the president is. The media just cares about eyeballs. So, you know, for you right-leaning people out there, Okay. Even Fox News doesn't give a crap about Trump. Okay. They, if, uh, you know, it's just to get political for a second. If it's made official that old Joe and, uh, Kamala are the winners, Fox News is fine with that because they have four to eight years of material. Okay. The end. If any news outlets are upset about old Donald, not getting a second term, potentially It's the anti-Trump network networks because now they've run out of material. (laughs) That's just saying, I work in the media. 25 years, I know how it works. Anyway, Kelly defends the pageant as Jesse doesn't want to be judged on her measurements, which Slater compliments her on. Kelly then agrees with Jesse and says that she won't participate in the pageant now either. Because Kelly's a little follower. But Lisa is still entering. because She wants to be Miss High School California. So well done, Lisa. Stick it to these white women. Yeah, don't take no shit from them. <laughs> Jesse and Kelly head off to make picket signs as Kelly wants to make some with pretty pink letters and cute little hearts. <laughs> Zack commends Lisa on her decision to enter the pageant and offers his coaching service, but Lisa, or services, but Lisa turns him down and leaves. Zack then tells Slater that Lisa's going to regret refusing the offer. And Slater tells Zack that he knows as much about beauty pageants as Slater knows about pantyhose. Zach then proposes a bet with Slater, stating that he can take anybody, anybody, and make them the next Miss Bayside. Slater agrees to the bet for $50 and says that he gets to pick Zach's prospect. So Slater gets to pick who Zach will take under his wing to win the Miss Bayside pageant, and Zach agrees. Slater then gets up and he starts to survey some of the girls in the max. He calls one too cute... And another too sweet. When Screech then arrives. <laughs> and Slater calls him too perfect. Zack starts to panic as Screech offers to show the guys how he can drink a milkshake through his nose. <laughs> and we then go to Screech's bedroom and we see the return of his robot Kevin. Zack tells Screech that he's got something important to tell him. And it's that the next Miss site is right there in the bedroom. Screech looks around. And then he sees his robot Kevin and he congratulates Kevin. (laughs) And Zach tells Screech that he's the one. Screech is the man. Well, man, it. And Screech reminds Zack that he's a boy. Zach tells Screech that 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 doesn't matter as the rules don't state that Miss Spayside has to be a girl. Screech tells Zack that he doesn't want to enter because nobody will vote for him. But Zach offers encouragement, saying that the other kids don't know the real Screech and all of his qualities... And Screech then agrees to do it. We then go back to Bayside where Jesse and Kelly are picketing in the halls with anti-pageant signs. Jesse tries to talk a set of twin girls into not entering the pageant and Kelly agrees with a little... Yeah. (laughs) There you go, Kelly. Protest. (laughs) Yeah. Yay. I'm a a picketer. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the twins laugh it off and leave. Jesse gets upset with Kelly for not being enthusiastic enough. I mean... Like, come on, let least go. You're going to say yeah. Just go, yeah. There, it's simple like that. Bloody hell. Kelly agrees and stops a girl in the, in the hall. And she does a quick cheer saying that Belding is a sexist. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Lisa arrives and says hi to Jesse and Kelly. And Jesse responds that they don't talk to traitors. It's not cool, Jesse. Lisa's freaking being awesome in this episode. Lisa then tells Zach and Screech that she's entered the pageant and wants them to wish her luck. Zack says that Lisa had her chance, and now he's backing a better contestant, Screech, and Lisa laughs her ass off and takes off. (laughs) Zack and Screech then enter Belding's office as Jesse eavesdrops.
3: Zack, are Jesse and Kelly still out there with those signs? Still there,
2: sir. But don't worry, sir. I don't think you're a pig. (laughs) Sir, can I please have an entry form for the pageant? Oh, great. Now, I suppose you want to enter. Don't be ridiculous. I'm entering Screech.
3: <laughs> Are you, crazy? you can't
2: enter a man. Well, I'm not entering a man. I'm entering Screech.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, but this contest is only for women. Why? Why should women be the only ones put on parade? You know, I think it's a great idea to enter a man in the pageant. It makes a statement. Oh, you want a statement? Well, here's a statement. No way, Jose. (laughs) No, I'll never be beauty queen. Mr. Belding, if you don't let Screech in, you're discriminating against men. They'll just join us in the picket line.
2: Yeah. Hey, I'll get you 20 good men by lunch, Jesse. (laughs) I can deliver three geeks and a nerd.
3: (laughs) Well, wait, wait a minute now. Let's not let this thing get out of hand here. Jesse, if I let this contestant enter the pageant, will you stop your protesting? Well, a man in a beauty contest would be a big step forward. All right, let's screech enter and I'll call off the protest. Okay, sign up. Mom
1: will
2: be
3: so proud.
0: This show was way ahead of its time 30 years ago. 30 years ago, this show was ahead of its time. And just recently, the first woman played in a major college football game, NCAA, in the States. I think for Vanderbilt as a kicker, which, to be fair, is the safest position on the team. Not that kickers don't get tackled. You know, once in a every, sometimes they'll, you know, they'll kick off the ball and the other team will catch it. And then very rarely, but it does happen sometimes, the player that catches the ball will get past every other defender and then run for the touchdown. So we'll see, should that happen, what happens when this uh, young lady uh, kicks the ball and she's the last line of defense against an opposing player who catches it. And uh, then we'll see how the social media world reacts if she's mowed down like a blade of grass. (laughs) Some are calling that one progressive, while others are calling it a publicity stunt. I call it both. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, check out—not to sound like a like a sexist like a Slater. We'll just call it like a Slater. Not to sound like a Slater, but there is something called the Laundry Football League, and it is all women. There are there's a lot of clips on YouTube of it. These women they they knock the hell out of each other. They play in—they don't play on fields. They play in like hockey rinks, and they just pummel the hell out of each other. And they wear a lot less padding. Now granted, it's not I mean, not to be a Slater, but getting just run over by a 250-pound man is a lot different than getting run over by a 110-pound woman. But they still take a lot of beatings and they just get back up and play the next play. So go check it out, man. It's something to watch. I mean, I don't watch it regularly, and even when I did watch the clips, I wasn't like, oh man, look at them in their little underwears and stuff. I was like, holy crap, they're just... Look at this. They're pummeling each other. This is awesome. I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff, man. Women's MMA, man. Women in the UFC and MMA in general, man. That's great, man. I'm all for that. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, we then get a commercial break.
3: Now, it's here. The excitement. The adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin wings, Faze together. For two crunches in every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's
0: C-3PO. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. After the break, Lisa is upset about Screech being allowed to enter the pageant. Because she's a bigot. (laughs) Lisa's not cool anymore. Jesse is all for the idea, as now Jesse's cool. As it allows people to show their inner person, Lisa tells Jesse that it's easier for her to say because she's not in the pageant. Lisa and Slater then coerce Jesse into entering the pageant unless she's afraid of losing the screech, and Jesse agrees. So now Jesse's entered. We then go to the Max, where Slater has informed Kelly that Jesse's entered the pageant, claiming that claiming Jesse claiming that Jesse has the best inner person stuff in her school. Kelly says that she'd like to see how Jesse's inner person can compete against her and outer person in a bikini. And she agrees to enter the pageant, so now Kelly is also in the pageant. Zach arrives, and Slater informs him that Miss Bayside pageant has become a real contest as of now, since Jesse and Kelly are entered, and Zach freaks out. Kelly tells Zach not to feel bad about backing Screech instead of her. But until then, until the pageant's over, no more dates. Yep. We then go to Jesse, Kelly, and Lisa (laughs) having a showdown in the girls' locker room.
3: Kelly, could you hand me my towel, please? Sure. (laughs) What does that mean? It means you're a hypocrite, tucking me out of the pageant and then you enter it yourself. Excuse me, but I'm in because the politics behind it changed. But I wouldn't expect you to grasp that. Your understanding of politics is limited to who won the election on Sesame Street. Can you believe the snob? I can't believe you, Kelly,
1: come lately. Me? Oh, it's not enough for you to be homecoming queen, is it? You have to butt into the pad to try to upstage me. Well, I've got news for you. This is one beauty pageant you are not going to (laughs) win.
3: It is not a beauty contest anymore That's right, you entered it
2: <laughs>
3: Watch it, cheerleader Watch it, egghead You, know, you said it, I it.
1: Wait a minute What are we getting so upset for? We are up against Screech <laughs>
0: Damn, Kelly roasted the hell out of Jesse there, you know You know, not since now that you've entered it. Yeah. (laughs) Roast. Well done. Well done. And then we then go to the auditorium for talent competition rehearsals. And a student named Jeannie Tyler performs a twirly baton act. You know, then they have those marching bands. And in the front, they have somebody with those batons doing those cool little twists. And then they throw them up and catch them. Well, Jeannie did all the cool little twists. But when she threw up the batons in the air, she got scared and moved out of the way. And the batons just landed on the ground. Hell yeah. Next up is Lisa, and she performs a great violin piece. I mean, obviously, it wasn't actually her, but still, I'm a big fan of the violin. So well done, Lisa, the character. Next up is Jesse, who performs some method acting, where she transforms from a from a caterpillar into a butterfly and, finger quote, flies all over the place, including backstage, because she's insane. Zach tells Slater that Screech's chance looked better than ever. Slater is confident in Kelly and tells Zack to listen to her sing as she sounds like a bird. Does she now?
2: <laughs> Screech's chances look better than ever. Hey, just wait till you hear Kelly sing. She's got a voice like a bird. Watch. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't say
0: what bird. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and working in the media, we sometimes send people out to pageants and stuff that have these kind of things. And I've been given given some of the footage to edit and some of these finger quote talent cop, well, oh, whatever. Come on, man. That's why you're your amateurism will never be in the big leagues. Anyways, Zach then introduces Screech who performs a series of magic tricks with his robot and Zach is now more confident in Screech winning, until of course we do a twirly wipe to Slater, who performs a great little drum solo because Mario Lopez is a legit great drummer and dancer. And you know, shut up, Mario. Anyway, it was a great drum solo. Boo! Hey, he's trying. Give him a break. Zach comes out and asks Slater what he's doing. Like, what's up, Slater? What the hell are you and your friggin' muscles doing? Ass, and Slater tells Zach that if a guy's gonna win the pageant, it's gonna be him. As Slater has now entered, and we go to commercial.
1: Now, Cabbage Patch Kids have their own purebred show pony. A pony! Wow! Get the registration papers, and you can name them yourself. I think we'll call him Harvey. Pony ride, step right up and get your pony ride. The Cabbage Patch Kids Show Pony. Some come with Cabbage Patch Kids in special western gear.
0: After the break, we're back in Screech's room and with Screech and Zack. And Screech is feeling down now that Slater's entered the pageant. Zack tries to comfort Screech and asks him that, once you take away Slater's looks, muscles, and smile, what do you have left anyway? And Screech replies, me? <laughs> Oh, he's awesome, I love it. Zack tries to convince Screech to keep up the good fight. Kevin the robot agrees, and tries to encourage Screech, and reaches its arm out, as Screech turns, and the and he nails himself in the eye with the aforementioned outstretched robot arm. Screech then gets up, and now he's got a black eye. And he says that he'll never win the pageant now, but Zack smiles and disagrees. And we then go back to Bayside, where Zack starts his evil little plan. Hey
2: guys, did you hear about Slater and Screech? Yeah, they both did great at the talent rehearsal. Oh no, that's old news. I mean, Screech's black eye. Slater gave Screech a black eye?
3: You're kidding!
2: Slater (laughs) gave Screech a black eye?
3: Did you hear what Slater did to Screech last night? What? What? Slater dropped Screech
0: off the roof of the school.
2: No kidding, no kidding. (laughs) Did you hear Screech was in
1: surgery for eight hours? I oh, know, he's still in intensive care. Casey Slater should be locked up. <laughs> Did you hear Screech is on life support?
2: Yeah, but the brave little guy still wants to compete in the pageant. If the hospital lets him out on time.
1: Wow.
0: Love it. If you can get away with starting a rumor and then being like, you're kidding, Slater kicks Screech's ass? <laughs> I say do it. So screw Slater and his muscles, his smiles, and all of his talents. Yeah, that's right, making the rest of us dudes look like we're nothing. Yeah, just a sec. Boo! There you go. Anyway, we then go to the pageant, which is now underway, and it's the swimsuit competition. Jeannie Tyler shows off her swimsuit, followed by Kelly, who gets a good reaction from the crowd. Next up is Jesse, and she's wearing she's wearing a full trench coat. <laughs> Jessie grabs the mic and tells the crowd that she doesn't believe a woman should be displayed like a side of beef. Which gets a smattering of applause. Jessie then tells us that that she is wearing a swimsuit. And for those of us who are interested in that. uh, She's wearing one underneath the coat. And uh, it's blue with pink stripes. And then she quickly leaves. (laughs) Oh, she's awesome. Next up is speaking of the opposite of awesome. Next up is Slater. Who gets no reaction. When he takes to the stage As the crowd in the audience just look at him Like the ass head that he is He tries to get them excited By doing a couple of quick poses But still silence Even the girls in the live studio audience So they were told to shut the hell up <laughs> Slater does a few more poses But to no avail And he leaves the stage Yeah, take a hike Belding then introduces Screech to the crowd And they go wild for him Screech does his own little poses He's He's you know he's dressed in an old 50s style swimsuit and he looks, he looks he looks like a dweeb he looks like screech and we then we then quickly twirly wipe to the final round, which is the question and answer round first up is Jeannie Tyler and Belding asks Jeannie if she's ready genie Jeannie Tyler replies, "Yes, that was an easy question and she does a little curtsy and walks away. <laughs> Oh okay. <laughs> I didn't remember that one friggin pageant where that girl was asked about um, oh, what was she asked about something about m- maps or something or globes and and she just rambled on. She didn't know what the hell she was talking about. She was talking about there's some places where people don't have maps so they oh, it's about like people kids in school who can't locate a certain country on a map. And her excuse was, her answer was, "There's just and and, uh, and, and blah blah and, and derp and they don't have maps and derp and, and yeah that that's an all time great." <laughs> anyway, next up is Kelly. Belling asks Kelly what she can do to make it the, the more peaceful world, and Kelly, being Kelly, performs a cheer spelling out peace. <laughs> Lisa's next and Belding asks her If she thinks beauty pageants are out of touch With today's changing women Or woman Lisa replies that beauty should be appreciated Wherever you can find it As there are so many bad things in the world So why not have a ma- have a pageant that makes you feel good And there's nothing wrong with that But there were some people There was some laughter in the live studio audience like, What's wrong with that answer Of course you can't say that now But what was wrong with that in 1990 You should be allowed to I say it now yeah, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world, so what's wrong with having some kind of event to make people feel good about good stuff? Okay? All you people who are negative on, in the world and online, you, you people just need to go piss off. All right. Finally, it's Screech's turn, and Belding introduces Screech as Mr. Samuel Powers. <laughs> uh, Belding asks Mr. or Mr. Screech, What he's learned from competing in the pageant screech replies that he's learned a lot but if he's picked as the winner the school will definitely lose the state pageant and asks the voters not to vote for him because of that which impresses jesse but zach screams out from backstage that screech is still on medication and shouldn't be listened to we then go to the announcement of the winner
3: all right this is the big moment good luck everyone The new Miss Bayside is, the lovely, the beautiful, Screech!
1: I don't believe it. I lost to a Teenage Mutant dork?
2: (laughs) Okay, well here you go. Here's your 50 bucks. Ah, keep your money. wasn't a fair fight. I started a rumor that you gave Screech that black eye. <laughs> what? Oh, so that's why no one cheered for me then. Ah, you wouldn't have won anyway. Besides, have you ever seen a more beautiful Miss Bayside than that?
3: Never. <laughs>
0: Well done, Screech. Well done. And, he, and even more well done to Belding for that great, great song. I've always loved him when he sang Loved him singing that song. Isn't he, she, or she, he charming? <laughs> anyway, that was that episode. And this was the first episode from what I remember is there was no daydream sequence. We've had a daydream sequence in every episode. Except for this one. This is the first one when, that, when there wasn't. It would have been cool they could have had one. In This episode, they could have made them something funny with a pageant or something, it would have been awesome. Anyway, that was Bayside Buddy episode 12's episode, sorry, episode 12 reviewing, recapping Saved by the Bell season two, episodes uh, six and seven. Next week, we check out episodes eight and nine of season two, and they are Jesse's song and model students, and Jesse's song is an all-time classic. A very good episode for those who know it and for those who need to be reminded. It's the I'm So Excited episode, so it's a real good one. So that's coming next, as well as Model Students. Join me next week for that episode. Well done, Screech. SerialandGrapetooth.com. Follow me on Twitter at IamNerby and Instagram at IamNerby. Uh, Follow me on Twitch. Watch me play games and just get angry at all. Every time I fail at do. it's N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Go there, spread the word, spread the love. Do things that make you happy because everything's messed up in the world. And all you negative Nancys and negative fr- um Freddies, you know, you can all go piss up a rope. Have a lovely day and we will see you next time. Yeah, well done, Screech.